year was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, it was still imperative for me to end this episode given how important it is for Americans to fill out the census. Everyone needs to be counted. Given this pandemic, our country is currently facing the Census Bureau has made adjustments to protect the health and safety of the American public by, number one, temporarily suspending field operations. Number two, adjusting operations to make sure college students are included. Number three, delaying the start of their mobile questionnaire assistance program. And number four, delaying their early non-response follow-up operation. The Census Bureau wants you to know that it's never been easier to respond on your own, whether online, over the phone, or by mail, all without having to meet a census taker. You can respond to the census online at www.com. 2020census.gov or by calling 844-330-2020. It only takes a couple of minutes to ensure that you, your family, and your community are counted. Thank you for listening. And please enjoy this discussion with Reverend Al Shopton. Welcome once again uh, to Clyburn's Chronicles. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we are joined by one of my best friends uh, and international, not just national, international acclaimed. Uh, civil rights worker, Reverend Al Shopton. He is the founder of uh, National Action Network, and he is very renowned for fighting uh, for the causes of those who have been left out, left behind, and those who suffer through various degrees uh, of, let's just say, maltreatment, uh, sometimes mistreatment. But in introducing him today, I've got to say something else. Uh, I've been hearing a lot recently about my recent um, endorsement uh, in the presidential race. And a lot of people have asked me, why did I give the talk I give? They've asked me to share with them uh, the script. Well, I can't because there was nothing written. But I gave it because of an incident that took place an hour uh, before I made the endorsement. National Action Network uh, hosted a breakfast at Mount Moriah Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. And um, my longtime friend, Nelson Rivers, uh, called me and said that they were establishing an award uh, in honor of my late wife, 
and wanted me to be the first recipient. And I went to the breakfast uh, to receive that award presented by my guest today. And what he and Nelson Rivers had to say about my late wife, Emily, and in presenting me the award, laid the foundation uh, for what I said uh, when I got to the endorsement. Uh, I want to thank him uh, for uh, honoring uh, Emily this way, and I want to thank Nelson Rivers for facilitating it. And I'm pleased that Reverend Al is here with me today to help me sound the alarm on what may or may not take place this year as we approach our census. Uh, this is what we do every 10 years to determine how many people are living in these United States. What are their statuses and where do they live? The census is used uh, to determine how much resources should be raised and where to allocate those resources. Because of the shift that took place in our uh, great country, people move a lot. And we want to make sure that we know where they are. We want to make sure that we know what their statuses are. So that when the revenue is raised, we'll know where it should be spent, where to build schools, where to build hospitals, clinics, where to locate what I would like to say, it's a community health centers, uh, where we need to deploy broadband. Whatever it is that's needed, it does no good if it goes in the wrong communities. And without the census, we may not know where to spend that money. So it's important for us to respond to the census when it arrives. This year is going to be kind of interesting because the bulk of the census is going to be done uh, via the Internet. Uh, now, that means if you are not wired for the Internet, you're under threat of not getting counted. Although... Uh, the census will be followed up uh, with people going door to door. But the last time we did the census, about over 6% of African Americans did not get counted, which was double the lack of, of count or what we call the undercount in the white community, which means that when the resources were divided up, over 6% of African-Americans fail to get their justice, their just due. And that's why this census is so important. But he's here with me today to talk about it and to join with me in urging my listeners and the friends and family members of these listeners uh, to participate in the census. And with that, let me uh, yield now to my longtime friend and uh, compatriot in the struggle, Reverend Al Sharpton. <clears throat> well, thank you. First of all, let me say uh, I'm very honored to be with you, as always. 
Uh, I think that people ought to know, your listeners, that uh, you and your late wife Emily met as civil rights activists. A lot Absolutely. of people don't know that story, that y'all were actually on the firing line getting arrested on civil rights causes when y'all met, dated, and uh, fell in love and were mad. Married, met in jail. Met in jail. <laughs> and uh, so down through the years that uh, I've... Uh, had the privilege of working with you. She was always that quiet, strong hand. She yeah. knew and uh, kept you grounded and everybody that she would touch grounded. She never got caught up in the aura of power in Washington. She was that uh, quiet force that kept us going. And that's why we wanted to name an award after her and present it to you first. Cause y'all, it was a, it was a, couple affair was you and her together when you saw jim you saw emily whether you knew it or not and it meant a lot to us and our people need to know her legacy and and your civil rights legacy which you've never changed you just uh you have a different uniform but you still same trooper <laughs> and i think it's important and the way you spoke in your endorsement of uh uh former vice president biden was the jim Clyburn we know i mean you you uh uh, you go in, in churches in the low country in South Carolina, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's how you are. And the authenticity, they teach some politicians how to uh, come off authentic. You don't know how not to be authentic. And I thought when people were marveling at uh, how you spoke, which I think will go down in the annals of, of history as one of the turning points, because there's no doubt about it. You know, National Action Network and I don't make endorsements. I will personally make one. Uh, after our convention, but uh, the, when they write the story of 2020, which will be a turning point in this country, it turned on your speech in South Carolina that day, because I think that all of us need to understand if we don't have sanity and stability, we cannot make change. So I really appreciate you and more than I could say, and I appreciate your uh, late wife and the contribution she made. And uh, I think no matter what others do, uh, you have been the one that has really been the rock in in, in an insane year uh, in politics this year. I just want to say that. that. Uh, I think the census is is a civil rights issue Absolutely. for the, the way that you've outlined it. One, if we are not counted, as you stated, we will not only not receive the resources for our schools, for our infrastructure, our roadways, our bridges, the actual things in our community which disproportionately need repair. We will also lose representation. We sure. can lose congressional seats. We can lose state legislative seats. And there is an effort that I suspect is deliberate uh, to not really promote it by this administration. There's no resources put behind it. There's no emphasis put behind it. So it is in the interest of those that don't care about our communities and underserved communities to make sure they're undercounted. Uh, they're scaring them. Oh, if you uh, answer the door, I, it may be ICE if you're uh, in the Latino community. Uh, with Blacks, it could be some social services. People need to understand, as you stated so well, Congressman, it's online, but with the digital divide, that hurts us, which is why we have uh, been, been focused a lot on technology in National Action Network. It's online and you need to answer the door. And starting April 1st, uh, you need to, to uh, be counted 
early. Uh, they will tell you you can go to May. Don't wait till May. You should be counted early. We, we had a town hall uh, conference call with thousands the other night uh, with the president of the NACP, Derek Johnson, uh, Mark Morial, president of National Urban League, Melanie Campbell of uh, the round, women, Black Women's Roundtable and myself, urging people to get out and tell people to get counted now, count everybody in your house, the little boy, the little girl, your brothers, your sisters. You need all of your inhabitants in, uh, counted because that will determine the resources. You cannot fight for us, uh, Congressman Clyburn in Washington, if the numbers don't justify when you get the pie that we get our right slice. We've got to be counted to get the right slice. That's exactly right. And it's so, so important because I often tell people, we seem to get excited as who may be the president and who may be the congressperson. But well, we got to look at these school boards. We got to look at these city councils, these county commissioners. These are the people right on the front line. They are there, first and foremost. And if you are not counted in the census, we don't know where to locate the schools. That's right. And you will wonder why the school is overcrowded when you get there. And I've seen that happen over and over again. They build a new school, and on the first day of school, they are already overcrowded. And that's because the census was not quite right. Right. And if you're in an overcrowded school, you will begin the year uh, under, or if not miseducated, simply because having taught school myself, uh, you're much better off in a class of 20 or 25 than the 45 or 50. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen if a school uh, is built in your community and you are not counted, you're going to show up there. Uh, and you're going to have an overcrowded school right from the get-go. And, and any number of studies show that smaller classrooms uh, provides for better results. Absolutely. And, uh, and then the, the, the real rub is that you have larger overcrowded classrooms because people didn't uh, ca uh, become counted in the census, which is uh, why we really need to emphasize this. You have overcrowded classrooms, and then the same people, that don't make sure we're counted or don't really advertise and promote it are the ones then that say, well, we need private uh, charter schools or other areas cause those schools uh, are overcrowded when they have in invested in that by not investing in the census. Absolutely. So that's why I say it's a civil rights cause. We've got to be smart enough to know when to show up ever since throughout American history. It's a great country that has had flaws. We went from being not counted at all as, as property through the Civil War, then after uh, it became a constitutional uh, move to count us as three-fifths, now we can be counted and won't be counted. I mean, we are cooperating with people exactly that right. never wanted us to be counted. Exactly now right. that we can be counted, we must, uh, the theme we use in NAN is count me in. We're going to be counted. You're going to count me. You may not be fair to me at the bank. You may not be fair to me at the employment line, but I'm going to be counted. I'm going to be counted in. Count me in. Count me in for my children. Count me in for my grandma. And uh, don't be one that's uncounted because anyone uncounted is someone that is not accountable to the community. 
That's exactly right. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, as we talk about uh, where roads and bridges uh, ought to be built, where uh, we ought to locate community health centers. You know, I'm one of those people who's been pushing up here for years now to get 100% coverage of community health centers uh, in our country now. These are federally qualified community health centers that some people may call clinics. Right. But you put them in communities where there are people. So if you are not counted, and they're giving up the resources for where they relocate these community health centers and these clinics, then your community will not be on that list uh, simply because you have been undercounted. And we have, especially in rural communities, you know, I happen to have a congressional district that is about 50% rural. Uh, people get attracted to Charleston and Columbia, and they forget about uh, Roundo right. <laughs> down right. there uh, in Carlton County. Uh, people are there, uh, and there are children there. And they, Charleston is an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours away uh, if you need a hospital. Uh, we just had in South Carolina four rural hospitals to close. Uh, now, what, if we had the community health centers, uh, that might be a different story. But we don't know where to put those centers uh, if, you don't, if you aren't counted and we know that you're there. As we are in the middle of the coronavirus, uh, people need to be tested. The challenge is in our communities, black communities and underserved communities, we don't have a lot of health facilities, which is why we need the community health centers that you worked so hard, uh, Congressman, about, so that we have these facilities there so we can be tested. We don't know how many are not tested in our community because we don't have access to the institutions that will test them. So that is why this is important, but that is why the count is important, so that we can get the resources for these community health centers. Community health centers are the ultimate safety net mm. uh, because uh, if you don't have those centers, that means that your primary care is going to be in the emergency room. That's right. And, and there is nothing more expensive than emergency room care. And there's no more, uh, let's just say, indignities to be suffered than in an emergency center. Uh, and it could be expensive because we, we, I was just sharing with you, I met with uh, Congresswoman Bass and uh, Congressman Butterfield about this surprise billing. You go to these emergency rooms and you end up getting a bill later that you can't pay. Uh, there's all kinds of reasons why we need to get around that process and have community health centers. But we've got to be counted. It starts with us. There's no excuse for us not to be counted. Uh, and they will love to count us out or not count us at all. Well, while you're listening to this, uh, those of you who are listening today, uh, go to www.2020census.com. www.2020census.gov and find out all that you need to know. Now I know that a lot of you are just like I am. Uh, when I get ready to go to that computer, sometimes I got to look around for my grandson uh, <laughs> to come and help me do that. So uh, go to your grandchildren, whoever. Uh, just do what is necessary to get everybody in your household counted because politically, uh, it's going to be important as well. Um, I know that so many of us are trying to make decisions up here uh, as to how to spend money. I've, I've talked about my 10, 20, 30 
uh, planned. That is to say uh, that all the money appropriated in this category, 10% uh, of it ought to be spent in those communities uh, where 20% of the motor populations have been stuck beneath the poverty level for the last 30 years. That's what 10, 20, 30 is all about. What happens is if you're in one of those persistent poverty counties or persistent poverty communities, and you have not been counted, uh, we now got 17 sections of our appropriations bill where that formula applies. Mm -hmm. uh, and for us to know where to apply, you got to have been counted. So if you live in, in a community and you want resources so that we can put broadband in your community, not just putting the school there or the hospital or clinic, but broadband access, which is very important. You can't have telehealth unless you have broadband. You can't, uh, your children can't get the kind of education uh, that they need without broadband. And we are going to use this formula to get broadband in the communities. But if you don't get counted, uh, then uh, you won't be uh, in that category that will get this money. And it'll be automatic. You don't have to sit down and fill out no form to uh, what we might call a, a, a new, uh, you know, with these writers that come in right. uh, that uh, charge you so much money. <coughs> right. Uh, no, uh, if, if, if you're in that category, you will automatically get the money. And so, but we got to know that you're there. Got to know you're there. And and let me say, uh, uh, you you wouldn't, Elaborate. Your uh, 10, 20, 30 plan is remarkable in the sense that it it embeds in the legislation itself fairness right. and is something that can and is being passed. You referred to 17 bills that deal with actual people. Sure. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, the things that we struggle in the civil rights community, which you have been a part of all your life, is that idealism is great and we need that passion but people are suffering this is real and you can't be so ideological that you get past getting things done and uh it's like we say in the church you so heavenly bound you know earthly good <laughs> a lot of people are so progressive they run right past the masses they claim they are fighting for you can't uh you can't lead people you don't like and the 10, 20, 30 plan really gets the nitty gritty down to bringing the resources to the people in a way that's going to effectively get stuff done. Let's talk a little bit about how the census is going to be conducted. I, I mentioned that the bulk of it is going to be done uh, online, but when the, there will be five reminders going out to people. Right. There are three ways for you to respond. You can do it by phone, uh, you can buy mail or online. So if you're not connected, uh, I think the mailman knows where you are. Uh, you need to use the mail. And if you've got a telephone, you can call it in. So we want people to, to respond. Don't use as an excuse uh, that you didn't know uh, who that person was knocking on the door. Uh, they're going to come five times uh, if you don't respond otherwise. But uh, at some point in time, you need to sit down and fill this form out and once again, uh, get some, some people to help you. 
if you aren't sure of exactly how uh, to fill it out. And now, April is census month. Right. Uh, now, you're going to have time after April to get these things back in. And uh, so, uh, we want us to be sure that we take good use of our time. Now, this administration uh, is playing games with the census. Absolutely. They don't want you to be counted. Absolutely. Uh, they're not advertising. The advertising budget that we used to use, they, they've cut that. They're doing the same thing with the census that they did with the Affordable Care Act. Uh, they've reduced the budget of the Affordable Care Act for advertising down to 10% of what it used to be. That's right. Uh, and they've done the same thing with the census, not informing people. And that's why um, you'll be doing it with your television show and your radio show, reminding people of the census. We're doing it here. We have got to tell people how important this is. We want people to understand it. And I was born and raised in the Postage. Uh, you know, it's a tease some of my friends growing up. Uh, I was, everybody expected me to go into the ministry. And it's the guy down the street who was least expected <laughs> to go into the ministry, ended up there. Uh, but I, I know how influential uh, the church is, in, especially in the black community. Our church has got to get involved. That's right. I mean, we got to have these notices on Sunday. It's got to have a little more than who's having an anniversary. That's right. Uh, but who uh, needs to get uh, these census things filled out? So I'm, I'm calling on the churches to really get involved in this. Every pastor, every church uh, ought to be the local census advocate uh, because uh, people talk about the black church is not what it used to be. It is still the largest gathering place on a weekly basis of people in our community. And if the minister uh, just says from the pulpit, we need to all be counted. How many of y'all have uh, answered your census for? Raise your hand. You know, we have a thing, say, we say preach and touch two people and tell them God is good. Well, touch three and ask them, have you done your census? If we start doing things like that, it will develop a consciousness and a momentum in our community that we need uh, because they've cut the budget. They're not going to get the kind of promotion they got under past administrations, especially under President Obama. So we've got to do it ourselves. If we were dependent on the opposition to promote the civil rights movement, we still be in the back of the bus. We had to create the way. We had to create the drama. We had to create the attention. And we have to do this around the census because it is a political intended move for us not to be counted. So then if there's a low count, they can, it won't be another count for 10 years, as you said, when we started Congressman. They can then redraw these districts Absolutely. and they can recycle the resources, the money, it comes into your county, your state, those of you that are listening, and you won't be able to do anything about it for at least 10 years. Right. And that is something that is crucial. There's nothing easier to deal with as long as we have the knowledge, but everyone has to be a part of this. And I agree with you, particularly the churches and particularly those people that call themselves an activist. Active in what if you're not getting people to deal with the census? That you want to see this in education. You want to see this and other things that we legitimately are, are active about. But if we're not counted, it is impossible to get resources there that has already been distributed
to other places. You're so right about that. And, you know, people tend to focus on redistricting as it relates to the United States Congress. Everybody focus on that. Sure. Uh, last time when we had the census, South Carolina picked up a seventh congressperson. Right. Uh, for 20 years, I was one of six. Uh, in the last 10 years, I'm one of seven. Now, uh, the shift that took place, the events that there were more people moving into South Carolina, we're pleased to have them. We, we want more taxpayers. Right. Uh, but we need to be sure that you get counted because if you don't get counted, it means we'll have all these people coming into South Carolina still on the six Congress people. That's right. But because we got a good enough count, uh, we got it. Now, North Carolina. North Carolina uh, should have gotten another congressperson last time. And if they had, that's 6.3% that did not get counted. If they had gotten counted, North Carolina would have picked up another congressperson last time. And that's the reason this is so important. Even at city councils, when you start reallocating uh, seats where people live, the effectiveness of your representation is based upon uh, the count. Same thing with school boards, county commissions. They be giving up money based upon where the populations are. Uh, they decide where the school is going to be built based upon the population. So the, if you need a school built in your neighborhood because you got the people there, if those people have not been counted, that school is going to go in another neighborhood uh, and you will get left, left out. So it is so important uh, that we do this count. And I know you hear all kinds of stories about not filling it out and why you shouldn't fill it out. Uh, you can't pay any attention to that. That's what they want you to do. They don't want to put, you know, I noticed the other day down in Texas, I was watching as the returns came in, a gentleman waited seven hours uh, to cast a vote. And he was asked, why did you stay in the line for seven hours? And he said, because somebody didn't want me to vote. <clears throat> and I was gonna stay there and vote it. Now here, is why we have to be so important. You draw the lines for the voting precincts based upon where people live. That's right. So if you got people living in this neighborhood, that means you will have a precinct that's too large. You will be in line four or five hours. But if you had gotten counted, the voting machines were placed in the precinct, the number of them, based upon how many people they expect uh, to be there. Uh, so this is so important all across the board. No uh, doubt about it. And as you state that, you know, it's, it's like we talk about the uh, whole question of gerrymandering and redistricting. If the count is not there, there's little that we can do to right. rectify it. And what they're doing is they're closing a lot of voting uh, and polling sites and having voting centers. But the only way they justify that, if the numbers are low enough That's for them to say that. If the numbers are there, they cannot justify, they cannot justify. closing these uh, centers, and, uh, these voting sites. And and even my friends that say, well, I'm not that much into uh, politics. I'm in, we should build black businesses. And and I tell them, well, build them where? 
you've got to go to the zoning board to right. even be able to build a business. You can't just go to a corner and open up a business. Right. It has to be zoned for that. That's, That's right. politics. Absolutely. If the zoning board, who is elected or appointed by an elected official, doesn't give you a, a zoning uh, a designation, you can't even do black business. So we can dream about Black Wall Street, but in order to do it, you've got to have the right elected officials that will zone it, that will give it the, uh, the kinds of regulations they need. And that all comes from being counted so you have enough legislators on a local level that will do it. April is census month. Yes. All the notices have already started going out. And we were asking people now to be self, do self-response. That's the period we're in now. So during the month of April, uh, you will get your forms, fill them out, send them in. Beginning in May, uh, the census takers will begin to visit homes uh, for looking for people they have not heard from. Uh, they're going to send you five reminders, and they're going to start visiting your homes. Please, don't wait on the visit. When you get the form, fill it out. Uh, if you need help, uh, go down to your local. My father was a pastor. Uh, he helped not just register people, but to help do census. Go to church. Look for a church member to help. Uh, you fill it out if you aren't too sure as to what to do. Whatever you do, fill this out because we're going to start dividing up money uh, very, very soon. And let me give you a phone number uh, that I've been provided here. If you don't have the internet uh, and you don't feel like filling out the phone, call this number, 1-800-923-8282. Now, I'm going to... Call this number out again before we finish this podcast here. Uh, so if you didn't have a pen or pencil, uh, try to, uh, don't walk away, keep listening, uh, but get a pen or pencil. And here's the number again, 1-800-923-8282. That's the number to call. You get the Census Bureau. Tell them what you want to tell them. Listen to what advice they give you and be sure uh, that you get counted. Absolutely. Everybody should call. Everybody should uh, do it now so they're prepared to be counted. And, and whichever form you want to do or your count, whether it's going online, whether it's paper, you need to be counted and you need to talk this up. Uh, we're getting ready to go through uh, uh, the Easter uh, gatherings and a lot of uh, our children, grandchildren for some are going through uh, summer, spring break. Talk about this. Have you been counted? Do you understand they're trying to count us out? Uh, we need to discuss this in every way we can because people just are not aware of its importance and its significance. And they are hoping we sleep on it and they will not deal with this again until 2030. And we can't wait that long. Well, let me just uh, once again thank you for being here. Uh, and let me remind people, results of the census will determine how by one 
trillion dollars is spent out of about 300 federal programs. The programs are here in this building and the money is somewhere in this town. We need to get that money back in your communities. And we need to know if you're there so we can direct this money to you. We need to know what your status is. Uh, will not you have overcrowded schools? Will not you need roads and bridges in your community? Water and sewage projects. Infrastructure is going to be a big thing. We thought we were going to have a big thing these last four years. It's going to be a big thing in the next four years. And when we have a big infrastructure program, we're going to be building roads. We're going to be building bridges. We are going to be putting in water systems. We got to know where the need is. And that's the reason the census is so important. You'll know what the income levels are, how many people are there, what the needs are in resources, school buildings, roads and bridges, water and sewage systems, that is going to be determined by this census. So I want to thank you for being here with me today. And I am pleased to once again say to you how much I appreciate your friendship. And I cannot tell you uh, what it meant to me uh, to be the first recipient of the Dr. Emily E. Clyburn uh, Award by the National Action Network. And I thank you for that. Well, thank, <clears throat> thank you for your leadership, your visionary leadership, and your sacrifice down through the years. And uh, thank you for uh, always standing up, not seeking the limelight, but being a light. And it has meant so much to this country. And uh, in, in times that are unstable, you need stable hands, and you've been that stable hand for us. Well, thank you so much. And then if you meant to get a pencil, once again, you can call in 1-800-923-8282. 1-800-923-8282. Thank you so much for listening to Clavering Chronicles, and we'll be back next month uh, to deal with something uh, that will be of importance to you. Thank you, Reverend Al. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clyburn Chronicles. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a comment. And don't forget to subscribe to my show wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I'm Congressman Jim Clyburn.